The Spurs are back in action tonight, taking on the Dallas Mavericks. You are locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kins 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, hey, Spurs games, they're back. Yes, the agony of the season is about to come to an end already. This is the stretch run for the offseason. Remember those days when it was a stretch run for the playoffs? Remember the stretch run playoff ticket packages the Spurs used to trot out? Well, not anymore. I think um, all Spurs fans are just happy that this is the stretch run to the end of the season because the real season begins once this season is over, a.k.a. the draft lottery. But that's for a whole other show. Thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available for every good podcast. So as mentioned, we're going to be talking about Spurs returning to action tonight versus Dallas. Kind of a quick game preview. Maybe our thoughts on the Mavericks adding Kyrie Irving to the mix. Also, speaking of the last games, we're going to dive into that. What can we expect? with the remaining 20-ish games the Spurs have on their slate. Thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. Let's going to bring him on. He is our good friend, my colleague. He is Casey Vieira, back right here on Lockdown Spurs. Casey, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Hey, the season of agony is almost over, Casey. We're can almost you, there, guys. It? Yeah, we're almost there. Party's, party's three-quarters of the way over. I, I'm not wrong, though, right? I'm not, no. I'm not wrong, right? You know, the, the, the Spurs fans, I mean, the real season begins once the re- regular season ends, right? That's how I see it as. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, hey, listen, like you said, it's to the case the re- with San Antonio. So this is, in many respects, par for the course, right? The season <laughs> yeah, exactly. never, yeah, for years, the season didn't start till April anyways. So, yeah. hey, what, what's, what's, what's another year just like it? Exactly, yeah. Um, but, wow, I, uh, how times have changed. I mentioned earlier right now, I, I don't know if you recall this, but the Spurs used to have stretch run playoff ticket packages. Like, oh, oh it I is a, right, yeah, right after the uh, all-star break ish towards the ends of the um, road, road trip, you know, get your stretch run package, but the playoffs are here. Now it's, can anybody just come? Anybody? We're having this. The only way, and, yeah. Yeah. I was, was going to say, it's the only way to get them on April 8th, two games from the end of the season against Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, there is stuff to look forward to. I mean, if you know, if you're in Austin, there's a couple of Spurs games heading your way in just a few weeks. So, yeah, we're gonna get into that later on the show. But make sure to follow Casey on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. He is uh, holding it down on the sports anchor desk on the weekends for Ken's Five. So on the TV side, all things sports, you go to him. So, Casey, let's uh, let's just just get this out of the way. Spurs Mavericks tonight. Look, it's on the slate. We got to talk about it. The, re, re, the Spurs resume their rodeo road trip. The last three games they got tonight, and then of course a pair of games against the Utah Jazz. But Dallas added Kyrie to the mix. Luca tends to open one up on the Spurs every time he faces them. More of the same. Another L coming. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and last time, and last time we crossed paths with Luca, he dropped fifty on the Spurs. So, yeah. You know, and, and the, and the last time the Spurs faced the uh, faced the Kyrie Irving out in Brooklyn, uh, he decided to uh, just uh, partake of the dunk contest in Brooklyn, just dunk one all over the Spurs. Yeah, just, that was so that was so yeah. weird, right? That might yeah. been, that like might have been the most violent dunk of Kyrie's, I guess, what ten year career now. I'd never seen him do that before. 
Yeah, neither have I. No, no, no. I mean, I remember when he was playing with the Cavs, and he had that insane game versus the Spurs at the AT and T. And it was like towards the trail end of the Big Three era. And yeah, uh, he loves playing against the Spurs. But look, the Spurs resume the um, rodeo road trip uh, tonight. Uh, Fourteen games up, a lot of games down. Forty what? Forty five games on the L side. Uh, you know, it's not going to be easy. You know, Kyrie and Luca, they they're not there yet. Do you suspect they will get there eventually with just what Dallas has about 20 ish games left? Because I think when Kyrie was by himself in a Maverick uniform, he was balling out, led the Mavericks to win. But when those two team players have come together, it hasn't worked out yet. I don't think it will. I don't. Um, but keep in mind, I've always been a Kyrie Irving skeptic. Mm-hmm. And post, I should say, post uh, the big three Cleveland era. Um, I've always been very skeptical of Kyrie and his ability to mesh and things like that, because every squad we've seen him on since he has not been able to do that. So history would suggest pretty much more of the same. I mean, Brooklyn had its moments, but he couldn't stay healthy. And, uh, you know, it's, he basically led to the end of having, having James Harden there because of lack of chemistry and, of course, how it all played out over the past couple weeks, above all else, Boston, I mean, Tatum wasn't what Tatum was currently, of course, and that team still never really reached an expectation. So now you have him pairing up with a very polarizing figure in this game, probably top five player, not top three player in this league, who needs his touches. You know, we're seeing a lot of people saying they can both score off the ball, but that takes that takes time. You know, we're running out of time. We're running out of real estate. And, and Kyrie, by all indications, indications, of course, being social media, is that he's destined for this L.A. run, so it appears. And I don't think, you know, even if they do figure it out, I don't think they're good enough to get past the first round. If they do that, I don't think they have much depth outside of that. And after that, I can't yeah. see Kyrie Irving staying. I think he's got a one-way ticket to L.A. That's me. That's so, me, though. That's me. So you're thinking this is just a cup of coffee on the way to L.A., but that's it. Like, in the offseason, he's gone, and that's it. I do. Yeah, I wow. do. Wow. Interesting. You know, I, I think you have to convince him and Luca that they're going to bring another stud in perhaps another big the only thing i've heard you know floated out there you know on the twitter sphere and 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 sports blog is if perhaps dallas can flip Kyrie for anthony davis if you if you're you're mavericks and you're lakers do you do that uh i i think i think that happens if the lakers can find a way to fill that money with potentially another star because Mm -hmm. you'll call the sign and trade even you know, call the sign and trade even what it would well what it would be right between mm-hmm. and Kyrie, and LA still has a lot of money left. So if they can get aggressive and maybe, you know, find their way to, you know, but but now even that I say this, how how the hell are they going to? I was going to say Beal, but how are they going to get Bradley Beal when they don't have any assets? <laughs> you exactly. Know? Yeah. 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 Uh, Harden's there, but Harden rumor has it he's heading back to Houston. I wow. I, I think I think a Davis, you know, I think a Davis trade for Kyrie, 
at least from an off the court standpoint or, or mm-hmm. from a non X's and O standpoint, I think that makes sense because I'm not sure Anthony Davis is totally enamored with the idea of staying in LA, but this is just based off again, you know, optics and, and skepticism mm-hmm. of the win loss or the, the the lack of success that they've had. I don't think right. if he were to be traded, I don't think he'd be overly upset about it. He's not like he's mm-hmm. going to a non contending team. He'd be going to mm-hmm. play with one of the best players in the world again for more than one mm-hmm. more than one season, have more time to figure it out. On right. paper, I, I I think it could make sense. Yeah, the Mavericks come into tonight's contest 31 and 29, six in the Western Conference. So they got themselves a playoff spot. Now you're looking at uh, Dallas Mavericks. Uh, you know, they're coming in on a three game losing streak, but they're playing in their gym and playing against the Spurs. So they'll be able to dust that off right quick. As for your San Antonio Spurs, as mentioned, they're resuming their rodeo road trip tonight, uh, 14 and 45. They're riding a 14 game losing streak, historic but not in a good way. But when we get back, we're going to continue our chat about uh, tonight's contest, Spurs and Mavericks right here on Lockdown Spurs with Casey Vieira of Ken's 5 TV. But, hey, it's the midway point of the NBA season. It's right here, right now, a perfect time to download FanDuel on America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drain. You can even build your favorite NBA bet for the week. Now, what do I mean by that? You do player props such as player points, rebounds, assists. You can even do exclusive bets like two times three, basically two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. Yeah, you can have a lot of fun with that. FanDuel even lets you combo your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game, same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your first no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We're back right here on Lockdown Sports with Casey Vieira. He is with Ken's 5. Follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. We're talking about tonight's game, Spurs-Mavericks. So as mentioned, the uh, Spurs, Casey, on the wrong end of history, 14-game losing streak, the longest in franchise history. I don't think they'll snap it tonight. I think it goes to 15. But if there is a silver lining, and again, we're recording this before the injury report is out, Devin Vassell might be back tonight. Might. Okay. <laughs> not enough for you to convince you to say Spurs got a W? Not enough to convince me the Spurs would win, but certainly optimism in seeing him back. I'm trying here, Casey. I'm looking yeah. for something. <laughs> something. No, but I, mean, I, I still think that's a conversation, though, because it's a lot of how do you ease him back into it? Will he be in a minute's restriction? Will Likely. he be playing back-to-back? Will he yeah. be coming off the bench? All those things likely. And the other conversation there being, of course, is it even worth it to bring him right. back? Which I do. Which I do. Mm-hmm. At least to some, you know, maybe not full extent, but for the sake of for the sake of getting him reps right. and easing his way back in, I I think it's worth bringing him back. I do. Yeah. I think so too. You know, one, you know, you, you want to make him get him more acclimated to being one of the guys, at least for now, depending on how the offseason shakes out. 
you know, put him out there again. He's itching to get back on the court. You know, he's been pre-gaming, you know, in street clothes, uh, making buckets, you know, whether it be the AT&T or on the road. So he, he's raring to go. But the Spurs, yeah, you're right. You know, what's the point of bringing him back? Especially tonight against Dallas, where they're likely going to get curb stomped. You know, put up. <laughs> uh, sure, you know, let him get the rest off. Let him uh, test out that uh, surgically repaired knee. And see see how he goes, see how he does. And I think there's a benefit to that. But at the same time, long term, I, you know, I know what we're looking at tonight. Doesn't game. help you the tank cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you read. You read my mind. I'm about to say that. Look, look. Does it really hurt the tank if he comes back? I don't think so. I think maybe he makes it a little closer. Maybe maybe it's not so lopsided in the scoreboard. But depending on the minutes restrictions, you know, his feeling. You know, is he winded? Is he gassed? You know, they pull them out. You know, I think you factor all that tonight. But, yeah, it doesn't look well, good honestly, for this person. Honestly, yeah, honestly, if, yeah, honestly, if it's healthy, if he was healthy, are you looking at it be like, oh, you know, I think the Spurs have a chance to really pick up and start winning some games here. No. Not really. No, no yeah. not really. Well, that just goes to show you the makeup of this team. They don't have that guy. Imagine if yeah. they had that guy who was coming back from uh, injury and say, yep, they got a shot. You, you yeah. know, Duncan coming back, they got a shot. Manu coming back, got a shot. Kawhi coming yeah. back, they got a shot. You know, they don't have that anymore. Um, no. And that's, you know, that should tell you exactly what the makeup of the team is. Hey, you know, you know, I think we're in agreement. Spurs probably going to get an L tonight, especially going up against Luka and Kyrie. But nevertheless, what did you think about Pop's comments to close uh, right before the All-Star break, trying to light a fire under the team when it's a little too late, in my opinion? For all that, you know, oh, oh we suck. Defense, if you want to win games, you got to play defense. You got to have professionalism. What would you think about all that? You know, I've thought a lot about this. My, not, when I say a lot, I mean I'm not sitting there sleeping, at, you know, or getting ready to go to bed. And that's my final thought yeah. before I go to bed. Uh, so let me say this in the context. You know. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that. And it's, it, it's kind of – Backwards is, is a is maybe a strong term, but it's like the entire season it's been sh- thrown in their face that they're not expected to win. They're expected to be really, really, really bad to the extent that even their own coach at times to the rest of us kind of jokes about it. While I'm sure behind the scenes he's still very complimentary, like that is. I feel feel like in any field, what you do, if the expectation is a lack of success, it's going to be deflating. And when it's deflating, you're losing, you're having a lack of motivation to do what you do. Mm-hmm. So it's not hard to see it, to see why some of these guys would go out and lack an effort. Or, or not be overly enthused with how things are going, especially after the trade deadline. After the trade deadline, where they just saw very two very well liked guys in that locker room leave, they've already lost, uh, I guess, over a dozen games at at that mm-hmm. point when it started happening. I could see a, a reasonable argument for that. On the other side of the coin, kind of one of those things where playing hard comes with the territory of. One, being in the league, and two, playing for this franchise. So you know what you're going to get, regardless, win, lose, or draw, whatever happens here. You know that's an expectation of the job, period. 
so if that doesn't happen, of course, there's going to be a critical eye of it. And mm. in the same token, despite there not being the expectation to win or anything like that, there is an expectation that you put in effort all the mm -hmm. time. And how, no matter how deflating extenuating circumstances are in this scenario, you still have to do that. It's your job. And mm -hmm. I think when Pop's seeing that, he's like, you know what? This is their job. This is their job to do this. And I'm, I'm pissed right. that this is happening. I'm, I'm, I'm bothered. Like, this is, this is happening. I'm not, like, yeah. we're, not for, we're not for that. Especially, and another learning lesson you can get from that, too, is, you know, because everything's all about teaching and learning this season, was that this is part of, part of the process, part of the job of playing in the league, is mm -hmm. that you're going to have critical eyes on you when you screw up. You're going to have coaches and outside voices be very, I guess, opinionated about your lack of performance. Mm -hmm. And you got to build up that callus now because most of the guys on the team, they never heard that. They've never heard anything of that because there's been no expectation. But if you're going to a team in contention, I'll say Keldon Johnson gets, gets the Derek White route. And I'm just throwing this out there. You know, and, yeah. and he was traded to Boston last year. And he's in the finals. And he goes out there and he just, you know, has the gag job of gag jobs, turns it over late, just plays mm -hmm. miserable. I mean, that spotlight on him is going to be burning. So I think having a moment like this, the other day, or I should say, a moment like that the other day with Pop kind of sounding off. In that many respects, that you can make the case that's a teaching argument as well. Mm -hmm. um, I know it kind of went roundabout a little all over the place there, but it's a lot. A lot of it, I think, is valid from Pop, but I think a lot of it also at the same time is kind of like, well, what do you expect? Yeah, exactly. You know I mean, it's it, it, it's like that's been the that's been the culture this season. What do you expect guys not to be? You expect right. them to be this, overly yeah. thrilled. Yeah, sure. For for me, you know what it felt like? Like a parent what? getting mad at the kids. You know, like, hey, I'm going to put y'all in timeout, and you go think about what you've been doing. You go think I'm about it over this break. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Now you go in your corner, you know, and I'll see you in a few days. And you think about what you're doing. That's what it felt like, um, and. Look, you got to put it out there too, Casey, because Pop's been saying it. He hasn't said this like bluntly in the point of saying, hey, you know, some of these guys may not be here next season. But in a roundabout way, he's been saying it. How many times have we heard this, Casey? We're evaluating talent for the long term. Many Who's going to be with us long term? So I think that's mm -hmm. another message to the team. Like, hey, if you want to stay here, do what you got to do on the defensive end. Because defensively, right. we're talking about historically bad and they're losing streak right now. Historically bad. Defensively. I mean, they're, they're so bad. And I, right. I've been just saving, saving the Keldon Johnson talk, you know, for maybe after the season's over. Because defensively, what happened to him? I saw Metz the other day. The defense, did you see that? He's the worst defensively efficient player. Good lord! Guy. Yeah, unless, guy uh, whatever. Yeah, second minute, he was the worst one in the league. Yeah, unless he got the memo too before the game. Season started, like, hey, there's this guy named Wimbiana. You want to you want to get him on your team? Want to be your teammate? You know, let's do this. You know, but other than honestly, that, yeah, honestly, dude, 
that very much might have been an indirect way of, of hitting Keldon. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Because mm-hmm. I think that of anyone on the team, that's the one you have the, him and maybe like McDermott or something like that, but more so Keldon because it's not like the McDermott's, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce Mullen out there. But I think you could, I think there's, there's a, I could see a scenario where that's his very indirect way of firing that shot at, at Keldon for his lack of energy because that's where the expectation, the most primary expectation in my mind needs to mm-hmm. be is that a guy like Keldon needs to be out there and doing that and if he's not well then really he hasn't been yeah. all year yeah i mean that kind of thing's inevitable too absolutely we're here with casey Vieira. he is with ken's five san antonio make sure to follow him on twitter at casey underscore Vieira. when we get back we're gonna look at the last few games you know were there any storylines we want to keep an eye on in these last games we know the big one is stay within the three worst records of the league but is there something more beyond that uh, to uh, your San Antonio Spurs as they close out the season right here on Locked on Spurs. We're back right here with Casey Vieira. Follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. And he is with Ken's 5 TV, holding it down on the weekend, sports anchor desk. So, Casey, look, we, we know what the big, big, big assignment is, is uh, don't get worse than the third, the fourth worst record in the league. Stay within your first three, and that would be, a success for this season because of the draft lottery. Okay, that's the big storyline. But is there another storyline you think that's kind of you know, there lingering in these last few games for the Spurs season? I don't want to. I don't want to say be cliche and just keep hammering it in. But I think it's it's just growth and seeing how some of these guys how they're used and being able to expand their game a little bit more and put them in positions where we haven't seen them be in. And now that some of those windows are of opportunity or their post-trade deadline, see how they're used. I think that's probably the big thing you look at. Um, you know, you're seeing it a lot more. Malachi Branham's getting infinitely more touches over the past couple weeks Two his credit has actually been pretty good. And mm-hmm. I think scenarios like that, making a guy like making a guy like him primary offensive option, or at least start your day with something like that in mind. I think mm-hmm. maybe putting Sohan in more facilitating positions mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, I, I, I think, I think, scenarios like that are probably the biggest thing to keep an eye on the rest of the season. You know, for me, um, I think it's, uh, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely. The big one is, you know, outside of the draft lottery is player development. Got it. Thumbs up. We know that's been the, that's been one of the big things this season, but for me too, is seeing, you know, how guys like Charles Bassey can fit in long-term, you know, he got himself a nice little contract you know, how is he going to fit with this team moving forward? You know, you traded Jakob. You know, you have a massive hole in the middle now. You know, could that be their way of signaling they're all in for Wimbledon? I think all of these worst teams are. But there's that. And then there's also, two. I think you got a, another storyline you can think about is should the Spurs start shutting down their heavy hitters, such as your Keldons and your Devons, 
you know, with maybe a week, week and a half left. Maybe they'll play them 30 minutes a game, maybe a little over 20. Start siding them down, letting your guys like, uh, you know, Blake Wesley play, Bassey play. I mean, hell, at this point, might as well call us some G League guys at Austin. See what they got. I mean, what's the, what, what do you got to lose other than to find some hidden talent? Right. Um, yeah, and then of course too, there's a big one too, and that is is these are these last few twenty ish games the last for Popovich in, as an NBA head coach. I mean, he's you know we're going to talk about this in the next episode of Lockdown Spurs, but he's got you know the Hall of Fame finalists list. He's he's there. He's going in with Tony. Tony likely is going to make it, and he'll join the big three there. He's always said he wants to go out when the big three go out, or Tim Duncan went out. But what what great way to go out? Then entering the hall and the big three that made you the coach that you are, you're with them. That's something. That's something I'm thinking about. Could these be the last few games of Popovich's and be head coach, uh, Casey? So you know what's happened here. We thought for so long that at the end of every season that he was going to retire. Yeah. We're just pretty much callous to that argument now. And when this is going to happen, he's finally going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how this is going to work out, right? For so long, it's like, oh, he's coming. No, no, I, I think he's done. He comes back. I think he's done. He comes back. I mean, it's been that way, what, for like four four seasons now? Yeah. Give or take, we're like, oh, Becky's co- Becky Hammond's coaching waiting. Becky Hammond heads to Vegas. So I think, yeah, I, I think that's uh, the same, I guess, speculating that we're going to have every single season. Mm-hmm. But until we get a more concrete idea of it, I don't think so. I think he'll be back. I think he's enjoying this. I really do. I, I think he's enjoying coaching these new guys because it's kind of refreshing. I, you know, it's, it's, This is like yeah. the biggest flex ever. But it's like the winning, they're going out there and consistently winning things. Like, all right, I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> just like any other job when it's you know you're going through the motions of of all right you know i've done that Stand, sandwiched in there are two very mediocre seasons and you need something to get your enthusiasm up and change it up right. a little bit i think that's what this year provides and i think he's enjoying it and, and, and as long as he's enjoying it he's going to leave on his terms you know we're we're we know entirely that this clock is around him it's not it's not what the whole family decides it's 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 him when he wants to go and yeah. right now i don't i don't think so uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't have any reason to believe yeah i, I you know, like you, you know i think it gets it rejuvenated if the spurs do win the lottery or get up pick number two to have what many consider two you know one generational player and one incredibly great player possibly in the scoot henderson yeah i think that might rejuvenate him you know but you, you but yeah i mean it, it does feel like a uh busted clock here you know repeating the same thing over and over every season for the last five seasons or so you know, is this it for popovich but i you know he's not into cinderella stories endings you know happy you know lovey and and but i think that'd be a great way to him to go out you you finalist for the hall of fame you enter the hall, you're joined, you join, you know, the big three. Why not? You know, but that's just me. I mean, I, that, that's how I would drop the mic. Casey, I don't know about you. Would you drop the mic like that? I'd drop the mic like that. 
He does like the paychecks, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, he said that opening day. He said that opening day, he comes back for the check. Would I do that? It really depends how much fun I'm having. Yeah. If this is like, if I think he is truly enjoying this. If he was out there and this was just a tour every single day to show up to work, which it does not appear to be, uh, I don't, I don't think I would, mm-hmm. especially if I knew that there's a reasonable chance I'm going to get a really good player in there that I could help better for the betterment of this franchise as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would. I think I would hang around. I mean, certainly if Wembenyama comes, I'm at least, you know, getting him on the right track. Because right. I think when he does go, I, I don't think Popovich is, you know, disappearing. I, I still think he's staying in the front office capacity in some oh for sure some yeah. shape shape or form. So Wembenyama, if that is to happen, or Scoot Henderson, I, that that is very much his responsibility as as well to make sure that works. I think if if certainly one of those two guys ends up coming to San Antonio, I think he comes back. Yeah, I, uh, if I'm with they you don't, too, yeah. I would I would probably put put it about like seventy five percent. He's back next year. Yeah, I, 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 I give think. it. Hey, look, look, I'm with you. I I think he will be back next season. It's just, you know, I have this romantic idea of him bowing out like that, entering the yeah. freaking Hall of Fame. Yeah, with you know, you're, you're you're the three guys that made you the that helped make you the coach that you are. You know what? Better way, and you're going in with one of them. So, are we I mean, entirely wow. sure Tony Parker's? Are we entirely sure Tony Parker's going to get in this year, though? I mean, he's a finalist. That doesn't mean. I mean, I mean Chris. I know it. I mean, the, the Chris Boss was a finalist last year. He didn't get in. I mean, they let. Oh, look, I know I mean, you probably bite back at me, but they let Tim Hardaway in last year. Yeah, but Hardaway, right? Well, Hardaway, no, I, Tony Parker's going to get in. He, he's yeah. gonna get in. I, I'm I'm not entirely sure he's a first ballot though. Mm. He's. I'm I think not, he I mean, is. That's a conversation. That's a conversation for more than yeah. seven minutes. We have left. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't think he's had the resume where you look at like Ginobili. You look at Manu, and you're like, that's first ballot. Yes, no doubt. Mm-hmm. That's of course not Duncan. I don't think you look at, at his resume and can entirely say, no doubt, first ballot Hall of Famer. He might get in. I wouldn't be surprised if he get in, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. I would be surprised if he doesn't get in. But you know what? You're right. You know, that, that's for, uh, you, you know, we're, we're going to say, we're going to table this for the next episode of Lockdown Sport. I think this is a great, great uh, conversation because uh, I'm about to take away the, the limited content I have left, Casey. We go down this route. Yeah. yeah. Lockdown Sport. But no, uh, I, I mean, as far as the remaining twenty games, um, I get. I think. I think one of the other big. Not I say big storylines, but something to keep an eye on. How's that? Is this? Do you think the Spurs will get twenty wins? Do they got six more wins in them? In the remaining twenty. I mean, given the current product, I'm watching. No. Yeah. I got to look at the schedule. I have to I think, think about they, it. I mean, they do. They do have a lot of home games coming up in March, mm-hmm. but then they have a road trip at the end of March, too. Probably, well, I don't think they hit the Vegas over-under of two, uh, 22 and a half. 
Yeah, I think that was I the biggest over under right there. Yeah, twenty two. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they hit the. I don't think they win twenty three games. I can't see them winning nine games. I could. I could see them winning six. I can't see them winning. What do we have? Fourteen wins right now. Right. Yeah, fourteen wins. Yeah. I could. I don't see them getting nine yeah. to go over the Vegas number. But I. I wow. Six. Ugh. I'm in a you good mood. Sure. sure. I. I think they I think they get 19 or 20. I think they yeah. got right around there. Cuz I'm yeah. I'm I'm assuming there's going to be some of those power teams that are going to rest players and probably try out uh-huh. some G League team and uh, that may help the Spurs team. Or um you know you know they they get Devin back and at least make things more competitive. I mean with Devin back do they win that game versus Detroit that double overtime? Do uh you know I think so. I think he gives them a little pushes them a little over the edge. But yeah, season's almost over, everybody. Hang in there. <laughs> the real season will begin as soon as these next 20 ish games are over. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about tonight's game, Spurs Dallas? I know we didn't get too much into it, but we kind of know what the outcome is going to be. And also, what are you, are you expecting from these last 20 so games from your San Antonio Spurs? More of the same or something different that we didn't even hit on? Casey, what's going on? And the TV side over here at Ken's, I know you got the Brahmas going on, huh? Yeah, I would say that's probably the the, the most refreshing thing that's happening right now. The Brahmas. You saw the GM got fired, right? That was quick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. One 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 fantastic one epic collapse, and that was it on the way out. They said it was a one off. Hopefully, that's the case. Uh, I had fun with it. I, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't, I didn't get to go to the game last week, but you know, by all accounts, it looked like it was fun. I've seen this song in the dance before, Casey. This I know. is how it all begins. This is how it's, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's just a one-off thing. Oh, sure. The commanders are committed to San Antonio. I, I've, uh, Casey, we've seen this before. I will, I will say this. I will say this. Mind you, I haven't lived here for 20 years. But in the very recent future, the leagues collapsing here, more specifically the last two, or I'm not even, I'm not writing off XFL yet, but, you know, there is a strong chance that happens Mm -hmm. because every one of these leagues is always an uphill climb. I don't think it's for a lack of San Antonio putting in effort. Oh, no, 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 not at all. I I mean, I don't have the attendance numbers in front of me, but the AAF, always felt like it was good getting a good crowd in there the other day sold out at the alamo dome or was close to of like twenty-five thousand seats that they opened up it's not like a lack of effort from san antonio it's the extended extended circumstances that led to uh, the team's demise so to speak Mm -hmm. i will say that i will say that yeah the aaf and the commanders and at least for one game in San Antonio, because now what they're not going to be in San Antonio for another month and a half. Uh, the Brahmas, like that. Next yeah, three game, yeah. yeah the, um, you know, it's not for lack of San Antonio making an effort. There's not about that. It's just bad, bad management of the league. And you know, hopefully the XFL does work out. It does. You know, I think the NFL's back in it, isn't it? I think the, it has the NFL's back, I believe. So um, back in yeah. the XFL. Yeah, the XFL. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I think I th- and I don't know financially, but like they're 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 blessing, so to speak. But um, so yeah, 
But yeah, there's a lot other sports stuff to uh, check out with Casey on the TV set. Now he's still going to cover the Spurs. He's still going to dive into that. There's a lot of you know draft talk. I know you guys are probably really going to deep dive into that as soon as the season's yep. over. And much, much more right here on, on uh, Lockdown Spurs and on the Ken's 5 TV side. Thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. And uh, next uh, listen, check out Lockdown Game to Game. Every uh, NBA recap, stat, move, they got it at Lockdown Game to Game. Follow them on Twitter, YouTube, and the Odyssey app, just like Lockdown Spurs. The Ken's 5 Plus app as well, YouTube, and many other platforms. So for Casey Vieira, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting in a lot on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.